Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time, but it seems like just yesterday when we were side by side. Beast mode, no one's blocking our way. <laughs> These other guys tried it, but them man ain't got the skills of Braden and Davy, brazen and raging, bringing you the thrills and spills. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DVP, the BD elite. Right here in full gear, about to blow up like TNT. Us man are too sweet, Brady, DVP, the BD elite. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next. Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast, you're listening to us right now or you're joining us. On twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast. Hello, Twitch room. Yes, we are the Up Next Podcast and we talk about NXT, but hey, we broaden our horizons. Maybe you want a different view or take on AEW. Absolutely. Dynamite. And that's what we do every Thursday, 1 p.m. We've been recording this live on Twitch. So again, Wednesday nights, NXT. After it goes it goes off the air, we go live, talk about it. And then Thursday is 1 p.m. on the twitch.tv slash podcast. So uh, it's been fun with all these people joining into the shows. And every week people are joining in on, on either these or the watch-alongs. And, and it's it's so much fun, I, yeah. I will say. This is the show we kind of let the dust settle a little bit from the night before. Yeah. Everyone's had a bit of time to kind of mull over the Wednesday night war and what they liked best, what, they, what worked, what didn't work. You've had a chance to go on Twitter and... Form your opinions with the rest of the world, and then we're here to talk all about it and talk to our patrons if they wish to call it. Yeah, uh, any of of you guys who are patrons, uh, patreon.com slash up next, we uh, take calls on this show. We're looking, thinking maybe even um, adding some like guests one, uh, once in a while on this show down the line for... Uh, for like other people who podcast and wrestling mm. people. So uh, we're, we're thinking and, and the gears are gr- moving in the, the right direction. But uh, yeah, uh, I, we podcast a lot. We do so many podcasts. We, we do the NXT. We do AEW. We do the, the Patreon stuff. Uh, we mentioned Best Match Ever PWG was out with Martin Bushby. This week we have Open Neverweight title, Best of New Japan 
with Mike Murray, friend of Post Wrestling. Yep. So that's pretty crazy. But I'm going to announce right now. Mm. So it's official. Yes. For next week. That next week, there's AEW Revolution. There is. Headlined by an exploding barbed wire death match. Yes. And we, we, we were thinking, you know, we do these best match ever, and it would be fun to do some sort of death match. Best death match ever. The BDE. Yeah. Best death match ever. And I thought, well, you know, me and you, we're, we're kind of soft. I don't know if we can handle watching these kinds of matches. So where do we start even? We like, don't know do, anything do, about there, it. I don't think there's a section on cage match where you can look up exploding barbed wire death matches. And like, Maybe I'm where's wrong. Where's the Meltzer ratings on yeah. these things? So I thought, well, we we should do a show. We should do the best death match ever. But we need help. We do. So I've reached out to friend of post wrestling and uh, a member of fucked up. <laughs> Mr. Damien Abraham has yeah. agreed to join us for a best death match ever. And you know what? Since I like you guys so much, I'm going to put it out for free. Yes, that'll be on this very feed next week. Yeah. Uh, really excited for this one. Great lead in for um, AEW Revolution. We've kind of done these best match ever's before. We've done the Hell in a Cell when it's been Hell in a Cell season, TLC when it's TLC season, and now it's Exploding Barbed Wire Deathmatch season. So yeah, we thought we'd bring in the big guns. Um, I've never done a show with Damien before, so yeah. this is really exciting. I uh, just I just chatted with him for a few minutes right before recording right now, and I was like, Hey, are you interested in doing this? I th- I th- couldn't think of anyone better than you to ask to do this. And he says, I'll oh I'll come up with the list. His only his only rule was. Mm. It can't be limited to just exploding barbed wire. Okay. So he's coming up with some other weird... I'm excited. I've just kind of done a little search on Cage Match. Yeah. And I found... uh, And I I need clarification for this, but this... There was once a no ropes, exploding barbed wire, dynamite pull elimination death match. I'm intrigued by the word... Of all the crazy things in there, I'm most intrigued by the word pull. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? Yes. <laughs> is he gonna throw so, in the pool? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but this is definitely one I, I'm kind of intrigued and in looking at. Um, yeah. Well, Damien was Explosions mentioning Explosions and water. That he... sounds. That doesn't sound safe. Ah, that's funny you say that because he was just saying something about a match with piranhas and Joey Janela losing a Perfect. thumb or something. I don't know what what we're getting ourselves into, to be honest. Again, we're not ready, I don't think. <laughs> so uh, Damian Abraham is going to be joining us uh, out sometime next week, probably the Friday before the pay-per-view weekend for Revolution. So uh, get, get your spirits up for the hardcore matches, the death matches in your life, and uh, let us know what which ones will make the list here. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. And... I, again, we have all the the shows out on the the Patreon this week, including uh, we just did Office Space and the Louis Louis Theroux Wild Weekend. Well, no, Weird Weekend, Weird Weekend, and the wrestling one. And I highly again recommend people to check out it as well. Last night we just watched NXT. We were both kind of down on it. I'd yeah. say uh, wasn't as high up on. I think I think everything. It, it, whenever a show starts, whatever wrestling event you're watching, and. The first opening, whether it be a match or something, it's gotta, it's gotta get you. And when it was Johnny versus Dexter, it definitely didn't feel like it was pulling me in. It sets the tone. I think it's, you can have a killer match at the end of the night, but then you're talking about saving the show. And by then, I feel often defeated after a two hour show if you then go, oh, well, the main event was good. 
and I'm completely with you. You need a hot opener. Um, obviously, I do my impact shows on Tuesdays with Andrew, Deep Impact, and the last couple of weeks, they've started with a pretty entertaining match, and it puts you in such a better mood for the rest of the show, and you end up forgiving silly shit. At least I do when I yeah, watch, because yeah. you go, all right, I, I've already seen one good wrestling match tonight. I'm kind of happy, and I hope the, the main event lives up as well. But, um, yeah, it's not... Um, not a good start last week, I didn't think. Uh, last night, I mean. Yeah, it, it sets the tone. Like, I find AEW always starts off with a hot match that instantly makes you go like, oh, like, I'm interested into seeing the rest of the show because that was great. And I feel like, again, we kind of went off on Dexter Loomis last night, but that character's kind of run its course. And it just just put this damper on the show where, again, we're, we're always NXT first here, um, black and gold, baby. But that literally made me go, should I change should i see what the other show is doing because like that's yeah. how i felt so i know i, every, I agree and i know like in our twitch chats and our and our our fan base and our community and stuff people are, there's there's channel flippers are you a channel flipper out there do you watch both shows at the same time is it possible can you do i it? don't think i would be uh if if we weren't doing the show i don't yeah. think i'd be a you'd stick channel it out flipper. i'm not necessarily saying i'd watch the same show every week like first but um yeah i you can record shit, you know? You can watch stuff online. I'd rather just watch both properly than half arse. Okay, so you'll be honest and say that if you weren't doing this, you'd watch AEW. Depends on the card. Yeah. Like, if we're doing a Halloween Havoc or a Great American Bash or stuff like that, absolutely, I'm going to watch NXT. If NXT's headlined by a big title match or there's a big tag match I want to watch, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna pick that. But next week, for instance, it's they're building AEW up to be a bit of a a pay-per-view this kind of felt like a go-home show and then next week is also the go-home show to their big pay-per-view so i'd probably pick AEW to be honest yeah i i i just i know like it sucks that it's the wednesday night wars but it's technically the wednesday night wars in canada officially now yeah. you can watch wrestling on both chan- like channels you can yeah. yeah so it's officially the canadian wednesday night war as well of wrestling but wrestling's just taken over the the the, the boom is still kind of here i guess but um, and, and I don't really care about too much about ratings and stuff like that. People watch a lot by other means and who knows, downloading torrents, all that stuff. If you if there's people torrenting our podcasts, people know how to torrent wrestling shows. And it, there's a lot of people watching. As long as neither show is going to get cancelled, I don't really give a shit, yeah. to be honest. It, it means nothing to me. I, I don't care if it seemed like NXT got a great deal with Burger King yesterday. Good for them. But like, it doesn't really bother me. As long as it's not like, hey, they need to get these numbers up or right, we're going right. to cancel it i really don't care i wonder and if, even if they do cancel it we'll just be online right so yeah, like yeah it it doesn't really affect me but I, it it is interesting to see every now and then what what kind of promotional tactic or match that's been announced kind of spikes a rating or does better than the other Shaq. It's interesting on that yeah maybe <laughs> Shaq is that draw <laughs> um i i think that there's you could potentially see wwe moving nxt to just peacock I think that's something that could happen, although we just got it in Canada now, like NXT here, so I don't know, maybe it won't. That's a completely a USA yeah. decision, though. I can't see, like, that's not something WWE are going to want to do, and, yeah. like, unless USA has something else lined up in that slot, you're talking two hours on a Wednesday night, that still gets you viewership, like, definitely. what's the point? I'm, unless you've got something good, like, that's going to do better than that, like, why not just keep it? Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I could see. Like, I know, like, ratings are different these days. But then, you know, I saw the ratings for Young Rock because that was making rounds, mm. and I'm like, damn, that's fucking crazy. So, wrestling isn't anywhere near that. <laughs> Wrestling's still such a niche. I think we're. I kind of think we're beyond ever having that boom we had in the late 90s again where everyone's jumping on board i think i feel we're kind of past that it's more about trying to attract maybe the odd new viewer um and trying to pull back in those previous viewers that kind of lost interest i think that's where the target is young rock's going to appeal to everyone like we've both mentioned our mums watch the like the rock my mum doesn't like wrestling but my mum likes the rock so Maybe someone like my mum will tune in. Everyone knows who The Rock is. You hear there's a comedy drama about his life. It doesn't matter if you've watched wrestling or not. You're going to tune in. And the ratings kind of showed that. I can't wait for a young Sting. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Out of all the wrestlers, what what wrestler would you pick for that? A young, like a a biography? Young young Sting. What would you... Because they're doing Young Hogan, technically, with uh, what? Thor guy. I think I know a lot. Um, He's not everyone's favorite right now for many, many reasons. But I think Jericho would be interesting. Okay. Son of a famous hockey player. Yeah. um, Growing up in Winnipeg, wanting to be a rock star, wanting to be a wrestler. Um, I kind of think that could be quite interesting. Watching him forming his high school bands and his dad having a little bit of fame and that kind of thing. Young Triple H, young Paul. Young Paul. Young, young Taker. I don't think that would be that interesting. No, it wouldn't. It young wouldn't Paul be. would just be Triple H watching tapes of wrestling. <laughs> I want to do that. I want to wrestle. Young, young Undertaker would just be walking around with his guns and his knives. <laughs> that sounds exciting. It sounds like Narcos <laughs> or something. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's any modern day. Singing in the shower. Because like, <laughs> 20 years ago when you were watching The Rock like in WWE, would you imagine there would one day be a show exactly? It's, it's, it's insane to you, mm. right? So it's like in today's world, in the past, I don't know, 10 to 15 years, or maybe 10 onward, out of the new crop, one day someone's going to be huge, like one of these guys. Someone. Is it Roman? Is he going to be doing those acting chops in movies more? Yeah, I'd assume Roman. Maybe young Roman. I, I can't. I can't see Roman being quite as diverse, maybe. Yeah. As some of the others, but I, I definitely see him going to Hollywood, um, within five years, probably. Yeah, I, I like the. I know we're going off on Young Rock again, but I like seeing people pretend to be the wrestlers, like someone who's pretending to be Macho Man and mm. Iron Sheik and Andre. Like it's funny to me. Yeah, like, that's interesting to me, and I want to see like more of that. So thinking of like modern day like young rick flair seeing the chat here someone's like hey young rick flair would be good that would be a not a pg-13 i think that's the problem with so many of these wrestlers is if you're gonna have wwe involvement at all i don't want it right exactly Um, it was my main problem with bohemian rhapsody the film which Mm -hmm. did really well i kind of thought it was shit i really like queen i thought rami malik's performance was great hated the story i'm like they're slight allusions to the fact Freddie did a bit of drugs and slept around a bit. But come on, I want the fuck. You're a fucking rock star. It's during like yeah. the height of the like, AIDS pandemic, and and he's sleeping around and shit. And you're like, come on, I want it to be gritty and dirty. And if you're gonna do a young Ric Flair, I don't want to just be seeing him. 
Woo. doing an hour Broadway and then having a beer at the bar and going woo and then just <laughs> assuming things got wild like I want to see it you're right in in, in the, the Queen movie Bohemian Rhapsody it's like I, there was a scene I'm like alright alright I get to see some Freddie Mercury parties and then he's like I'm having a party and then next morning it's, it's like, like a little a li- there's a little bit of white powder yeah. on yeah. a glass table and a a guy, like a young guy, walking around in his underwear. It's like, and you're like, not, all right, okay. Like, this guy's an epic partier, and yeah. this is what the movie showed me of his parties. Like, even in the Doors movie, Morrison's doing peyote and shit. You're like, yeah. But the, the, I was robbed of that in that movie. I completely agree. I think Remy Malik was great, but, like, mm. where was where was the, the substance? Yeah, it was well, lazy. There was, was none. The there was none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, you're right. Is WWE not really hands-on in this young rock, maybe? Because it feels Well, I, I assume that, no, I think, I assume this is the rock company i'd imagine seven dollar yeah. whatever it's called um but no i'm just thinking if you were to do like a rick flair one or whatever yeah just get wwe away from it because this one's like they use he uses the terminology he's really pushing to get the wrestling like words lingo over. Yeah, over, yeah. yeah that's definitely so it's going to be public knowledge now Everyone get ready. Your your non-wrestling friends are going to be like, oh, you're trying to get the gimmick over there, brother? <laughs> and it's like, oh, you don't even... Oh. Yeah, uh, I, I I probably will watch some more of Young Rock just to see more people dress up as wrestlers. When's the next one? Probably Tonight? next week. Is yeah, it? it's probably yeah. this week. Yeah, it's probably out or whatever. Uh, so there's more of us talking about The Rock. We just get... You were... Uh, we, we smoked one before watching AEW last night. Mm. And then you sat down and you said to me, have you ever gone a week in your life without thinking of The Rock? Yeah. And I was like, that's a that's a strange I question, think, friend. I think this about so many things. I think what? I think it about certain songs. Like has a has a week ever gone by where Journey Don't Stop Believing like hasn't cropped up in some form one way or the other. And I'm I think that about The Rock. I'm pretty sure every week if you're a wrestling fan, maybe not even if you're a wrestling fan, at some point during the week, The Rock's come in your mind. Whether it be like a previous match he had, whether it be uh, Young Rock coming out a new movie, isn't that fucked? <laughs> you always think about The Rock. I'm I'm just thinking in general. I think there's like we watch wrestling. Eddie Guerrero every week. Eddie Guerrero's referenced, and you think how for how long have I thought about Eddie Guerrero? Maybe once a week. <laughs> it's weird, right? Wow. They've become pop culture icons embedded in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. I think about The Rock daily. 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 Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go to Daily's place here for some AEW. Now, they don't have The Rock, but they got The Big Show, which yeah. is crazy. They kind of didn't knock it over our heads tonight. Which I think is... that was deliberate because yeah. this was taped. So he wasn't, unless they like were going to taper like a send-in video, which wouldn't have the same impact. Right. I kind of think that's why they they pretty much just said, Paul White signed, he's going to be on commentary with Tony Schiavone for this new show. Yeah. That was the extent tonight, but I am expecting stuff next week. You're expecting Big Show to show up next week? Mm. Or Shaq's wrestling. The large event. Yeah. He's gonna, I think he's going to show up with and interact with Shaq. I'd have him call the match. I'd have him join. Oh, be like, I, oh, I need yeah. to try out my commentary chops because yep. I've got this new job. Quite interested in this match. I know both guys pretty well. Yeah. Um, I'd do it there and maybe even just set up like a stare down or something at the end. He he. Wa- Big Show wanted the WrestleMania match with Shaq, but got one with Cody. And now Cody's fighting Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that wild? So yeah, he should call it. He should call the match. Technically, he main evented WrestleMania this year, uh, last year as well. So who? Big Show. 
What did he mean? How did he mean? Drew won. He came out after and was like, I want a match. And they had a match right after and they showed it on Raw. That was weird. But it was so, yeah, big big get. WrestleMania main eventer, the big show, is now all elite. Paul White is all elite. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. People know who he is. So it's kind of a big deal considering it's just another name that they have on there. I think... I've I've respected the way W um sorry AEW have used their legends and I kind of get it if you're flicking through channels and you see the big show he's someone people recognize but then people might recognize oh this this isn't WWE this looks different yeah um if they use them correctly I've got no problem with some of these guys coming in as long as they add some sort of value yeah, I hope he does good. I hope he helps the younger talent. Yeah. He helps people and stuff like that. Um, and I know a lot of people want to see him. Like have, we we talked about, like oh, let him fight like Wardlow or um, I, I I'm imagining though like fighting like some of the smaller guys. <laughs> Be really, oh yeah, Marco, Marco versus Big Show. Marco's tweeting. We'll we're we're bound to have Marco and Big Show tag at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. Be- or like or a mixed tag like Riho and Big Show. Riho and Riho, <laughs> Riho and Marco Stunt versus Big Show and Nyla Rose. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to see. Wow, uh, it's just it's Big Show's here, Sting's here, Jericho's here. Uh, it feels like WCW. It's yeah. literally W. Tony's here. Like you know what I mean? Like it's WCW. I feel that uh, it feels like WCW done right though. It's got like the blueprints of WCW. Yeah, but then. You know, organization, actual management, like all these kind of things that make it work. So, yeah, sure, we are bringing old guys, but let's not have them like just murder the cruiserweights and take up an hour of the main event right. and that kind of thing. Like Big Show's not coming in, choke slamming Kenny and winning the title. You know I doubt I mean? <laughs> it. Who knows? He might. <laughs> no. May- maybe he'll break through the ring during the barbed wire death match and choke slam Kenny and. Sounds wild. Yeah, it's it's very W. This episode felt like WCW to me, but you're right in some in some good ways and some bad ways. But let's let's go into it. AEW Dynamite from February 24th, 2021. We start off with John Moxley, who comes out and is like, it's his Eddie Kingston pants. Essentially, he's kind of like he's like Eddie. I like those pants. Where do you get them? And then now wears his own. Mox does kind of feel like he just has a wardrobe of random shit, and he's like. We're in this today yeah, to wrestle. Yeah. And then another day he'll turn up in proper wrestling shorts and boots. Yeah. And then he's, uh, oh, today will be Dean Ambrose. It's <laughs> He's got to wear proper gear for that barbed wire thing. Oh, yeah. Like, proper coverage mm. of legs and body parts because it's exploding. Uh, John Moxley's going up against Ryan Nemeth or Lil Ziggler, yeah. if you will, Baby Ziggler. And um, Moxley one-on-one with Nemeth, and right away he attacks him and hits this like backdrop suplex. We saw a Doomsday through the table last night on NXT, and we see Moxley hitting the backdrop Doomsday here, the side toe. Uh, Nemeth tries to come back with a few moves, like shoulder block into the corner, but Moxley keeps stopping him at every turn. But then Ryan hits a Ziggler-esque drop kick. <laughs> Don't call him... Baby Ziggler. He hits it that, but Moxley gets up, locks him in like a front guillotine gravat type thing, hooks the butterfly, lifts him up for the paradigm shift or the death rider, if you will, and kills him with this move and pins him just like that. John Moxley wins the match. Fun squash, I think. Um, I loved how Nemeth sold the slap right at the beginning and you just knew he was in trouble from them. The, mm-hmm. the look of fear in his eyes. I like the idea of doing the actually putting Nemeth to sleep 
before hitting the Death Rider, the sorry, the Paradigm Shift. It made it look just way more deadly. I thought he sold it really well. Yeah, I thought Nemeth was actually quite a good body to just kill in this match and made Moxley look great. Yeah, uh, and what's the difference? Is the Paradigm Shift like the d- double arm? It's the same move. It's kind of the it's, same? It's exactly the same. It's just different name. It, like, Death he, Rider in New Japan. Because the one he hit on Kenny looks different than the one he hit tonight. It's the same. It just depends who's selling it. It's like he lifts, sometimes he lifts you up and then like drops yeah. you. It looks, it looks sick. Either way, it looks like a great move. After this match, Moxley grabs a microphone and starts to cut a promo here. He's talking about taking back the hill here in AEW. What images come to your mind when you hear the words exploding barbed wire death match? I think of fire, blood, agony, torture, or vintage Japanese wrestling magazines. He says, it's disgusting, it's revolting, and I'm always after this sick thrill. It makes me feel. I like to be close to the flame. I'm addicted to this. That's my addiction. All the blood, sweat, and tears that I pour out. This is my soul. I do this every night, and I'll continue to do this every night. Everyone who knows me, everyone all around the world on this earth watching, you will all know that when it's all said and done, I gave you everything I had. And if it ends at Revolution, live on pay-per-view, well, it seems like a hell of a way to go out. I love his promo. I think he's so good. He sounds so real. He really just hypes you up for whatever feud he's in. Um, This last line, I didn't quite know how to read it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know whether it was just another way of saying... And if you're going to beat me, you're going to need to kill me. Yes. Or if he was saying, if it was kind of like a retirement sort of thing. Right. He's like, hey, and if I lose in this brawl, it's a great way to go out. Uh, I, I don't sense them pushing a retirement angle at all. But yeah, just an interesting choice of words there at the end. But I love his promo. I think he's so good. Me too. It's it's crazy. And I'll say it every time. It's like Dean Ambrose was a completely different person. Mm. This guy's promo skills are, are just amazing. Sells you on anything. Kenny Omega, the heel, challenged Mox, the babyface, to this crazy gimmick match. So it's kind of a little backwards. But Mox is like, not scared is what you needed him to do. And here he's like, yeah, this is my shit. This is, you know, if you know me, I'm crazy. And I'm into this disgusting matches and mm. barbed wire that's my that's my avenue so it's like kenny is like is is stepping to him like check in story kayfabe wise kenny's like yeah i know you're the crazy guy so i'll beat you in your own thing again like we'll we'll take it to the next level from the, the matches yes. they've had before so moxley now is like yeah you're gonna have to kill me because this is how i'm going out i'm not letting you beat me in this so you're gonna have to destroy me he could get completely fucked up and that's how he loses and then he takes some time off you know he's probably having a kid soon like would probably need some time off, uh, I would imagine. But this this made me intrigued into seeing this match. Uh, the match itself sells itself, but this his promo work makes you watch want to watch his matches. I think it's the um, it's the creativity we know both these guys have that makes me like. I'm not a deathmatch guy, but also just the idea of having this on a major like North American promotion is bizarre, it's crazy, and the fact that it's these two really creative wrestlers involved makes me excited. I I do kind of feel, as you said, it was a bit backwards. Tony Khan was teasing last week. He's got a great Valentine's gift for Kenny. Uh, It kind of would have made more sense if the Valentine's gift was, you're going to be in an exploding barbed wire death match, mate. You know, um, rather than being like, your Valentine's gift is the match that you knew was going to 
happen. I think it, the, the Valentine's was he agreed to it. He's like, I, I'm not sanctioning that. And then he's yeah. like, th- thought on it and was like, okay, all right. So I thought it was a, a bit backwards, but I, I'm really looking forward to the match. I think both guys have built it up really well. And while on the subject of John Moxley, uh, he's got another little match this week. It's true. Yeah, he's this all Friday. In, yeah, Bloodsport. Um, no, New oh, Japan sorry. Strong. He's, he just had Bloodsport. He just had Bloodsport, and he's defending the US title against Kenta uh, on Friday in New Japan Strong. Didn't mention it at all this mm. week, but yeah, only only it's tomorrow now. Um, so quite looking forward to that. That's one I will check out. But do you have any? Any theories at all? Do you think he's this is just to get it off him? Do you think he's dropping it? I think he should. Just realistically, like you, you're, you're doing a lot, mm. and there hasn't been title defenses. New Japan's just been using the briefcases story, and it's been kind of lame. So I think it's just right that this happens. Have Kenny come out and cost him the title? Yeah, like realistically, and then you that'll get my get my blood flowing because you know Kenny's in a New Japan. Uh, ring again mm. for one second or another but uh yeah i think he needs to drop it to kenta i think it's interesting that this has been taped a while ago and oh okay. no spoilers have leaked yeah like yeah. i believe i might be wrong i believe end of last year like it's been in the can for a while oh what the fuck yeah it's been a while i i don't know exactly how long but yeah um i kind of think mock should win I think New Japan have fucking loads of titles and they do. it's the US title why not have it in the US on a big name like John Moxley it's i as long as new japan are happy with the deal and AEW are happy with him wrestling there every now and then why would you not want to lock him up i felt the same with kenny retaining the triple a it's like okay you might not be able to get him for every show but every couple of months you can get that big kenny bump or that yeah. big mox bump um but i th- i think kent has been pretty good as well and will be a a worthy champion, but... Um, okay, I predict Kenny comes out and costs him the title. Therefore, you push this US title with, like... You have so many of the young talent in those shows, right? The mm. New Japan American side shows. So, like, it makes sense to have someone who's not just a casual, I think, for that purpose okay. of... That show seems... For strong. Have it, like, yeah, their heavyweight title, Yeah, it's like that show just has... You watch it and the wrestling's, like, good, but it's, like, it needs something. So maybe that's a little injection that it True. can get there. But, yeah. Uh, and and it if it, Kenny's the reason why he loses, it's him helping Kenta, who clearly didn't even want Kenny's like help or friendship, mm. and it's still pushing this, the tease of like what's going on. The doors open yeah. essentially. So, uh, but that that would be cool. I, I'm interested in seeing that match. I'll definitely mm. watch it. We'll talk about it next week for sure. Uh, so Moxley's a busy guy, but I like this promo uh, starting off this episode. Uh, we go to Lance Archer. Oh, sorry. Actually, there's there is a video for um, this this barbed wire death match and i will say great video yeah going right back from moxley's debut at double or nothing in 2019 just showing everything that mm-hmm. that great paradigm shift through the glass table that spot all their hue feud was um, this imagine dragons i couldn't I, it tell. sounded like them. i don't like them very or much or just but... i used to yeah and then yeah. just got played to death i think so um, i couldn't tell what it was but it, but it i do worked. feel their music often works quite well in wrestling promos so. for whatever reason yeah like not songs that you might not like necessarily listen to all the time do work well with wrestling yeah like, there's there's definitely things that work well i thought it was good if this is the video they air for it good stuff uh lance archer and ray phoenix are backstage being interviewed by i couldn't even catch his name it was not alex marvez but he was already 10 times better than alex <laughs> marvez 
He is interviewing these people, Lance and Ray, because they have the main event tonight, one-on-one, and the winner enters the ladder match at Revolution. And Lance Archer just kind of blows this off and says, like, hey, there's actually no reason for me to qualify. Like, you should just put me in the match because look at me and look at him. Like, come on. I'm going to steamroll this guy. Let's just let's just not do this and give me the, the spot. Ray Phoenix takes uh, exception to this and, and speaks to the uh, interviewer here and basically asks him to translate. So he speaks in Spanish. And then Lance is like, give, tell me what he said. Tell me what he said. Uh, well, he said, uh, you're the worst. You're just not good. It's like, uh, all right. Uh, so then they fight. And it's really, it's really weird. I don't know what this was, but they're like kind of fighting in the back area. And then they just like walk off and it cuts away. It kind of felt like, uh, I don't know if this was the same for you, but it was definitely for me. When you're at high school and you'd have a drama class, whatever the scene is, the boys will want to have a fight. So it it, it felt yeah, like yeah. that. It felt like really bad dialogue, badly acted. And it's like, can we just can we just skip ahead and stop throwing each other into shit and punching each other? Um, I, I quite like both these guys, but this just felt really off. It felt kind of badly shot, badly directed, bad lines, bad fake fighting. Like it, the the brawl looked really fake. I thought. Um, yeah, on paper, I was quite looking forward to this match, but unfortunately, this didn't really do it for me. No, it was really weird. It's cool seeing Phoenix do a promo in Spanish, though. Like, I've got no problem with talent speaking in their native yeah, tongue yeah. and just having it translated, but it was weird. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely okay with that. I don't. Sometimes you don't even need to translate sometimes. I don't know, he could probably speak... I, I like, like, Io Shirai will always talk, like, in Japanese and then kind of do a, a quick summary in english and it kind of helped it, yeah it, it like makes the circle like a full package and i feel like that's something to be done but that was the issue was just this acting here was really weird yeah it felt really off uh rishi in the twitch chat says it was the spanish language commentator alex abrahantes uh he and dasha do the dynamite pre-show oh okay so it's another alex yes alex marvez all the alexes all right, nice. Um, more of him, because I just don't like Alex Marvez that all too much. We see the Young Bucks earlier today, and they're with their parents. If you remember last week, we saw they were in the, in the, 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 the crowd. Papa Buck, Mama Buck, and they're like, look at these trucks with the Young Bucks face on it. <laughs> like the WWE-style trucks, AEW trucks, but with the Young Bucks on each one. And they're like, oh, look at... Look at this. This is great. To be fair, I watched BTE a little bit this week, and they did this on the show, like, in legit. They're like, oh, look at th- th- these trucks. So the, the parents are, like, pretty, like, proud that they get to see their kid's face on a truck. So they kind of did it here as well. And Papa Buck's taking fo- – mom's taking photos of the Bucks with the dad doing their pose and stuff like yeah. that. And you just knew. You, we watch wrestling. It's – oh, we've, <laughs> we've seen a wrestling dad two weeks in a row. Someone's going to fuck him up. Wrestling dads – you're, no one's no dads are safe in wrestling. Essentially, anytime a dad's bring brought into like the storyline, it's bad things happen. Bad things happen. Keep keep your folks at home. John people. Cena's dad got slapped by Edge and like all the other Orton stuff. beat yeah. him up a bunch. Uh, Miz's dad. Miz's dad. Yeah. Miz's yeah. dad. Uh, I mean, Ric Flair recently. You know, he's been doing. Tory Wilson's stuff. dad. Tory Wilson died. died. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. Dads, don't bring your dads around, you know? Mark Miro says, don't bring your wife around. Yeah. Well, I said, don't bring your dads around wrestling. Definitely. <laughs> we'll see what happens with the Bucks and their dad later. 
The Varsity Blondes have a match, a tag team match, against Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage. Um, we have Pillman early on hitting this like wrecking ball dropkick, sending uh, Cage to the outside. But then Cage power bombs him into the post, and then he like falls like onto the steps. I don't know how he wasn't bleeding from this, but uh, this this spot looked crazy. And then he puts him back into the ring and does like the the pump up curling of into the following slam like he's he's using the guy bicep curls to do curls like just crazy um and then griff though gets the hot tag in and he's on fire he's doing the 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 corner splashes and then this crazy dive to the outside like jumping over the ring like clearing the ring kind of like roman reigns it looked like he was just gonna keep flying it looked like he was gonna go (laughs) into the crowd unless he hit someone yeah he did he went flying they're very impressive here uh and then there's springboard clothesline back into the ring from pillman here but there's a power bomb like drop kick combo on ricky starks which you thought the varsity blondes could get like an opportunity to win this match so it's like one of the guys power bombs and the other missile drop kicks starks at the same time for a near fall but it's Cage who clears the ring of Griff, picks up Pillman Jr., and hits him with the drill claw, or as I call it, the drill white claw. And Brian Cage and Ricky Starks win this match. I really enjoyed this. I thought this really showcased the Varsity Blondes well. I, I really liked Griff Garrison's hot tag. Um, I think this is a team that in a few years could be really quite something if they if they don't split them up. Uh, I thought everyone managed to get their shit in. Everyone looked good. Um, Pillman getting in his springboard clothesline. I th- Always. I think that's his shit. That's just, his, his move. Just that. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this was great fun. And I, I can't say I was particularly excited when I saw this on paper, but um, I, I really enjoyed this tag. Yeah, I thought it did what it needed to do. It even showed off Griff and Pillman a little bit. Yeah. I kind of really liked that. Uh, I thought Griff looked the most impressive he's ever looked. And again, like... These didn't lose anything in a loss. Yeah. Like, if anything, it's, oh, we saw that these guys can go. It it put them over in defeat. I, I thought this was pretty good. After the match, they look like they're standing tall here, Team team Taz. And Taz is on commentary for this match. But he didn't really have any Taz-isms for me. He, you either listen to Dark for that or watch Dark for your, your Taz. <laughs> Taz-isms. Con- yeah. Or listen to John Cena talk about them. But the lights go out. There's a video. It's like one of the Darby Allen black and white videos, but it's a car dragging the body in the body bag. And we see the glove. It looks like Sting is dragging now, driving the body bag of Darby Allen. I actually really is a quick little video. And then you see Darby get out of the bag and he, he smiles. He grins. He never uh, smiles. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, oh, I'm ready for this. Yeah. You know, break. they got something planned. Yeah. Uh, out of all the stuff Darby has ever done. This this was the best one, I think, because it's just quick. It had the hand, the Sting's glove, you know, he was driving. Yeah. And, like, to the point. There was no, like, I'm going to uh, – no him talking, maybe. that's Maybe that's why. It, usually he, like, I hate my life. <laughs> this one's just, like, the music, like, cowboy. It was, like, fear and loathing or esque. It was more of an entrance rather than, look, I can jump off a bridge and not yeah. die. It, it felt – it had a purpose to it. Well – the lights come back on. Sting's music hits. It's snowing in Florida. Sting comes out through the tunnel, dragging a body bag. Now Stark and Sarks and, and Cage in the ring are like staring down at the, up at this ramp. Sting comes out and he he opens up the body bag, not revealing Darby Allen, 
but revealing inside the body bag is Taz's son, Hook. <laughs> Taz on commentary starts freaking out, drops the headset. As all this is going on, Starks and Cage are kind of like taken aback that their boy is tied up in a body bag. Sting uses his bat, points up to the rafters, revealing Darby Allen flying down on the on like the the zip, the zip line. line, just like Sting used to do in WCW. Darby flies in there with his skateboard, trying to kick Cage while he flies in. Yeah, he kicks out a cage, but it's he's still moving, yeah. so it doesn't get him at all. Lands on his feet. Uses the skateboard as a weapon to take out Ricky Starks here. Sting comes into the ring. Sting starts attacking Brian Cage. They're going at it. It's pandemonium. Sting hits the Stinger's splash. Then the Scorpion death drop. I'm freaking out. I'm loving it. It took weeks on weeks on weeks, but we finally got to this epic visual of... Of Sting and Darby teaming up here, the the Sting rub with Darby. Fl- Darby had been hanging in those rafters forever, and all of a sudden he flies in here, lands on his feet, and then unhooks and beats these guys up. I thought this was so ridiculous, but it reminds me why I love wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I I really liked it. I can uh, I can certainly see some wrestling fans feeling uncomfortable with the Darby zip lining down. It's something that we don't really see a great deal uh since yeah. 99 and yeah. i i can totally appreciate if people get turned off by that mm-hmm. um obviously done completely safely and these stunts are done all the time these days but it's just in the context of a wrestling ring can can definitely make people feel uneasy uh i thought it looked really fucking cool uh i thought sting looked pretty great in the the moves he did i i think it's the the right time i don't think sting should have done physicality right away i think it's right you build it up i just think i feel this feud should have started three weeks later perhaps because it's definitely been dragging the the pay-per-view needed to come a couple of weeks ago right and especially with the pay-per-view being put back what a week 10 days or whatever it was um they've done everything there is to do um but i really enjoyed this it i it feels like sting maybe had a few cold beers with FTR after a, a taping the other week and being like, you know, Taz's son pisses me off. You, How did you kidnap how'd Marco you get, you kidnap so effectively? Because I've got this idea, if if you guys are on board. <laughs> <laughs> Just what's with kidnapping and wrestling? Yeah. Darby's probably got friends that know how to kidnap people. I'm, I'm joking. But, I, 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 again, I thought this visual was nuts. What's that... Um, Oh, it's in The Simpsons where is it Frank Grimes or Homer like lures someone by leaving a trail right. and then catches them? Yeah. I can imagine that being with Hook. <laughs> just a load of like cookies or something. Oh, a cookie. Oh, a cookie. And then he just crawls into a body bag and yes, we got him. <laughs> Zip him up. Throw yeah. him in the truck. I don't know enough about Hook <laughs> to know what it would be to lure him. Like if it was Ricky Starks, I'd be like, hey, look, here's a really nice expensive shirt. And then he'd be like, "Oh, I want to go find that." Cage would be like, "Hey, you got any?" Uh, I don't even, I don't even know what Cage would lure without being offensive. <laughs> I, I really, I really like this. I, I enjoyed the match with Ricky Starks and Cage against the Varsity Blondes. I thought it did a good job of helping everyone in that match, like in that sense. And then it went into this angle, and I just, I, I really, really love this visual of of Darby flying in there 
and with the then he has the skateboard. It just it brought me back. It definitely instantly like gave me throwbacks to Sting doing it yeah. all those times. And I just was like, man, like I, I like wrestling personally for the in ring matches and the quality and the storytelling and all that stuff. But once in a while, this shit gets me. You need a bit of spectacle, yeah, yeah. And uh, Ginger Ninja Dan just corrected me on my reference. It's James Woods, it's James the Family ooh, Guy. Ooh, yes, ooh, exactly. Ooh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> James Woods, <laughs> a piece of candy. Yeah, a piece of candy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so uh, overall, I'm excited. Sting got physical. Yeah, he did the Scorpion Death Drop. He did the Stinger Splash. So all you want, as like, if all I need to know is that you can do a Stinger Splash, the Scorpion Death Drop, and the Scorpion Death Lock. If you can do those three things, I mean, that's all I've known Sting to do anyway all these years. So I'm fine. If you can hit those three things, throw in a few steel chairs, a bit of Derby nonsense, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I, I'm excited for this match. It's going to be it's going to be wild. Uh, Revolution's going to be a hardcore pay-per-view with this street is, fight yeah. and then the... A ladder match, yeah. an exploding barbed wire that's, death match. Jeez, that's wild. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I, I loved this. I don't know why. I can't even tell you why. Honestly, I just did. I just enjoyed Sting getting physical doing the thing there's also the little things he does the stinger splash on cage who's obviously a lot bigger than Mm. sting and cage is like selling this and sting like chop blocks his leg so that he like drops down and then puts him in the position for the 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 reverse ddt so it's like the little things here it's not just cage like oh let me get in position for it it was like sting like no no no, i'm gonna chop been doing it a long time sting knows what he's doing he knows what he's doing i'm telling you can't wait for that young Sting show. <laughs> Darby is young Sting. Is Sting and his and Darby and his dad Sting is what this. I I love this. Can't can't wait to see the match. We go from that to Tony Schiavone backstage. It's a little segment that was pre-taped with Kip Sabian, Penelope Ford, and Miro. Uh, they're really upset from the wedding and how Charles and Chucky and Orange Cassidy. I mean, they got involved. Uh, I'm pretty sure he calls him what a uh, Wookie Wookie Xanax. I don't know what he called. I I didn't even want to rewind. I'm never rewinding a Miro. I Kip tune segment. out to yeah. be honest. I'm sorry. Ne- <laughs> you'll never hear me say. It. And I had to rewind this Kip Sabian segment. Not happening. So I don't know what he what he said here, but he calls Chucky something mean and uh, basically shits on Chucky T and says, "You know what, Chucky? I see that you're you're just you're doing these things because you're unhappy." Says Miro. So why don't you? You come home. You can come back. Be happy. Be with me. Come back to me. Be a man. Be a man. Uh, yeah, Miro's saying that he actually likes Charles. He was yeah. like, when he, we had Charles the butler, really nice guy. And I like him and I want him back. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to hang out with Kip and <laughs> Penelope. I need another. You're more fun. I yeah. want you. So come back. Uh, while this is happening, uh, Tony is handed a Valentine's cards and he's like oh, someone just gave this to me and Miro's like what does it say it says uh will you wrestle us at revolution yes no maybe and he's like xoxo oh. XO. yeah he's <laughs> like ah it's so stupid with the childish games be a man man up uh so it is announced that at revolution it's orange cassidy chucky e. t versus miro and kip can't wait i feel like these guys like you know, these guys need to have like a '90s All Japan style heavyweight tag match. If they can, mm. if they can do that, you know, you you might turn me round. If it's anything lower than that, I fucking hate this story. I don't want to see these guys wrestle. I don't care. Orange Cassidy and Chucky are going to beat them, and then Miro's going to split from Kip. I think is. I I need that. 
I need that split to happen as soon as possible. Poor Kip, because he was he had a tag team party before. He's got Penelope Ford. I'm yeah. never saying poor Kip yeah. in my life. Yeah, I guess that's um, fair. Just, I don't want to watch you. Sorry. I just don't want to watch him wrestle. No. Like, wrestle talk. He's, something's just not working. With, and then, I don't know if Miro, he's dragging Miro down or Miro's dragging him down. I think Miro's dragging himself down. Yeah, I hate all of this. Yeah. I hate this whole character. They moved away from the gaming stuff because they realized that wasn't working, but... I guarantee they'll go back to it. I, I don't know. I haven't liked anything these guys are no. doing. Uh, we go to our next match, and we go from Kip Sabian and Miro talking about yes, no, maybe so, Valentine's, to a man dressed as a dragon. <laughs> no, not Luchasaurus. That is a different person. Here is a dragon man. Oh, wait, no. It's Brandon Cutler, PWG icon. Best match ever. We talked about him. Has had a Brandon Cutler match. A best on match it. ever show that we have done has now officially had a Brandon Cutler match in it because the Cutler Bros versus the Bucks versus Generico in London was a match that Martin Bush be selected for us to talk about last week. Great match as well. Great match. Highly recommend. Uh, so Brandon Cutler here uh, dressed as a dragon. Yeah. He likes Dungeons and Dragons. That's his gimmick. Gotcha. And they pl- they they do like Twitch streams where they play. Yes. I think crazy yeah he had that whole thing on bte recently with luchasaurus didn't he where they're looking at dragons dinosaurs. and dinosaurs and things <laughs> i out of i don't like bte a whole lot lately that for me was really funny <laughs> it's like why are these grown men especially one dressed as a fucking dinosaur yeah just hanging it's, it's weird also it's it was a drive-through dinosaur exhibit because it's covid mm. so they're just like standing. I don't know. It Very was odd. It was weird. Uh, so Brandon Cutler comes out, and this match is happening because he like came out to help save the Bucks and got body slammed. Got just like checked by Hager last week. So this match was made official for tonight, and it's Cutler defending the Bucks' honor essentially. So Hager versus Cutler, and. We see just Hager just beating the hell out of him. He hits like a wheelbarrow suplex, like a snowplex, and then another one, but like deadlifts him. And and to be fair, Cutler is no small guy. He's really tall, actually. He might be even taller than Hager standing next to him here. But Hager's just a whole lot bigger mm. than him. Um, then Hager hits the Hager bomb, which is like the Vader bomb uh, in the corner there. But Cutler comes back. I swear he hits a tope suicida, knocks Hager to the outside, gets back in the ring, runs the ropes and hits another tope, but it's a Con Hilo hitting Hager. He goes back into the ring to hit some sort of springboard, but gets caught in the air into like the side slam, the move Hager hit him with last week. It's like side slam buster type move. And then a huge lariat from Hager putting down the Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and it's over. I, I thought that clothesline looked great at the end, just turned Cutler inside out. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I found this quite an entertaining squash uh i'm never gonna say hager's one of my favorites but i definitely think the presentation of him in AEW has been so much better and i like how he doesn't wrestle every week but you have him come out once in a while to just destroy someone to to remind you that he is someone that if they need to put in a mid to like higher card match every now and then he can yeah um i i quite enjoyed this again yeah, I, I didn't have any issues with that. It helped kind of get Hager over. It gave Brandon Cutler some some time to shine. Yeah, good here. for him being on Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, getting exactly. his entrance on Dynamite. Yeah, as he well. had an entrance because he got cut the other week, didn't he? That there was something he was meant to be in a tag right. match and he got pulled from it. Right, so right. yeah, 
He got to show off his dragon mask on, on TV. So you know, good for him. You know JR loves that dragon mask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he saw Brandon Cutler come out. He's like, by God. After the match, Hager decides it wasn't enough and beats down on Cutler. The inner circle come in. They beat down on Cutler. And the Young Bucks come down for the save. They run in. But it seems like the inner circle kind of disperse and kind of disappear. And the Titantron turns on. And it's MJF and Chris Jericho. Jericho looks like old school, like 2003 Jericho with this shirt and the ponytail. No mm. no shirt and then a button-up shirt that's not buttoned up. Like it's like a shiny... Flashy green. Were there fish silk, on it or something? Silk, yeah. teal, silk, like colors and turquoise colors with like feathers, golden feathers all over. This shirt was amazing. This summer... You know, I'm so looking forward to this summer. I'm going to rock some of the most ridiculous yeah. fashion. If it's hot, fuck it. This is going to be me. Someone find us this shirt. Yeah. Who, whoever finds the shirts for me. Someone always, I, whenever I ask, where did this guy get this shirt? Someone's always telling us. So where did Jericho get? This is probably an expensive shirt. Oh, of course it is. It yeah. looked just like the one. I'm thinking like, here comes the pain era. Like he used to wear this. He used to come out in like the sequin shirts, yeah, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. It's very similar. And with his ponytail here, he looked good. But MJF dressed up with his his scarf, of course. And MJF and Jericho say, hey, uh, what's going on, young bucks? Um, does this belong to you? Because we found this. And it's their dad, Papa Buck. But he's covered in blood. They beat him up. They say, uh, hey, um, he, he loves these trucks. Why don't you get a little closer there, Pop? And they throw him into the, the truck with the image of the Bucks so the blood goes all over it. And then MJF goes, well, we don't give Nick all the fun. He's a fair, he's a fair dad. He, he, doesn't have, he doesn't play favorites. You got to support your other son, too. So then they throw him into the other side of the truck and the blood's all over it, just holding him dead. He's like lifeless. He's like kind of playing dead, essentially, and covered in this fake blood. And then they like drop him down and then they run because they know the Bucks are coming after them. They get in this, like, SUV, and MJF's, like, out the, the top. Yeah. The, <laughs> Both hanging out the window, yeah. speeding off. And they go, woo, and, like, drive off. And they they they're, they drive off out of the parking lot as the Young Bucks chase them off on foot. And and the Bucks are just, like, shook by this. They run to go check on their dad. It cuts to commentary, and JR's just like, I am appalled. <laughs> I remember how I said this episode reminded me of WCW. This right, not only Sting and his son flying in with the whole thing, but now this. The too. drive off was very WCW, and yeah. I, I liked it. Yeah. Um, I found this hilarious, though. I don't know if that was the intent. Right. Just Papa Buck can't act, unfortunately, and that <laughs> fake blood looked awful. Uh, it was funny. I was entertained. I don't know if that's what they were going for. Uh, like the humor. I don't yeah. know if they were trying to. Because, like, if you think about it, they just beat up their dad. Like, they should be really mad, and I shouldn't really be laughing at yeah. it, but it, it was funny. It was funny, yeah. especially them driving off, like, being oh, di- yeah. dickheads here, like, screaming and chanting. MJF being the, the, such a bastard that you hate him. I, he's so fantastic in it. Yeah, with him, uh, the, the, what do you call it? The sunroof? Yeah. In the car? And he's like, ha And they're driving, and they're going fast. Oh, yeah. I was like, yo. I was a bit worried. Yeah, I was like, yo, guys, be careful. Uh, I loved this chase-off scene. I wasn't too cool with the, the like, it looks pretty fake blood. But like it was the, also the dad just going like, oh. Yeah, I, yeah, bless him, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I, 
I kind of agree with you. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be funny, but I found it funny. It felt so like 90s wrestling, 2000s wrestling, WCW, oh, yeah. Nitro, chase off, fl- running, driving off. It, I loved it. <laughs> so I shouldn't have, but I loved it. Uh, so they're they're hyping up this. Now it's a blood feud, essentially. It went from zero to 100. Mm-hmm. They, they, they are the challengers. They beat up the Bucks. That's one thing. But now they beat up their dad. Damn. So the Bucks versus Jericho and MJF for the pay-per-view. Yeah. For the titles. Yeah, I'm interested. With Papa Buck in the corner. He's going to come out? He's going to be in the, involved with the finish. He's got to sure. come out for the finish yeah. and help them. He's like Ms. Ms. Dad. Maybe he replaces Sammy Guevara in the inner circle. Papa Swerve. That, oh, it was said you were getting blood. WCW vibes. It was. Mo- I mean, it was mom does. blood. Yeah. <laughs> MJF gets with their mom. <laughs> <laughs> Book, Book it. it. <laughs> uh, JR is appalled. I'm so appalled. We go to a video package for the most anticipated wrestling match of the 21st century. Oh, yeah. Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet Mm -hmm. versus Shaq and Jade. Yes. And it's a video here uh, basically highlighting this this feud with Jade saying like, hey, Brandy, how convenient. You want to have a match with me and then you suddenly get pregnant. Huh? And Red Velvet kind of taking the spot of Brandy in this match and um, clips of Shaq and her playing ball again. We do, however, now see clips of her wrestling. So Mm. we haven't seen this yet. We haven't seen her actually wrestle. And there's like shots of her in a ring with Shaq like cheering her on. She looks physically impressive. Right. And the the stuff, I think they were showing her do like a military press and stuff like this. I think... uh, we haven't seen her wrestle at all. And I think they showed enough here where you go, oh, yeah, this this woman could dominate here. Yeah. Uh, in the Twitch chat, Ginger, Ginger Ninja Dam has found me Chris Jericho's shirt. Wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's only $22? AliExpress 2280 US. Should I, should oh, I... it's on sale from 40 Oh, US. I okay. kind of like this color. Wow. So if you're should interested. I just get it? If you're interested, uh, we'll tweet it out later by the time you're listening to this. Should I buy this? (laughs) I shouldn't. I really shouldn't. (laughs) No, you shouldn't. I imagine Jay White. But I'm tempted. It looks like Jay White because it's the feather. He always rocks the the feather. Uh, Good good find there in the Twitch chat there, Dan. Thank you. Uh, So (laughs) Jaden Shaq, it shows clips of this. And next, it shows the whole story. They are. I appreciated this because they tried to actually make some sort of sense of the story. The story is still very, very like threadbare, but showing everything from kind of Jade's debut to Shaq's comments to Brandy pulling out uh, to... Well, Cody doesn't. (laughs) To Red Velvet being involved and all that. I thought they tried to make some sense of the story here and I appreciated it. And it was good to see Jade finally do some moves even if in a video package i feel like we'll see that part of the video next week Mm. where they show her actually more in the ring and stuff like that uh i'm interested in this more because big show is with the company but uh i'm can't say i'm too interested in this match realistically Uh, i will by the time the entrances come i'll be like all right let's see what what we're actually getting here um did you know red velvet has the blood of the fire what Mm. what do you mean i don't know that's what she told me in the video? In the video. Uh, but the bit that made me laugh is... So we watch this wrestling show every week called AEW Dynamite, where we're told that these are the, the best wrestlers in the world. We have rankings and all that. 
uh, Cody is their guy, mm-hmm. and you've got like Excalibur and and all these other people kind of in this video package saying about what like how good Cody is and and Shaq and Jade are, are big, but they're inexperienced. And then JR just goes, yeah, Cody and Red Velvet are good, but Shaq and Jade are big, so they're going to win. So why the fuck do I watch wrestling if all it takes is someone big to walk in and win? Vince. I don't know. Like, it's... Such a Vince. And I I know this is just a line that JR's been given, so I'm not giving him shit here, but it's just like, come on. He does say that he (laughs) thinks Shaq and Jade will win. Yeah. Just because he looks at... Zero experience, but they're big... They're big and he played basketball 20 years ago. So there was a line. They're going to win. Because it cuts to between JR and Tony, like, sit down interviews about this. And I don't know which one says it, but they're like, don't don't get it twisted. Because Cody's on these, like, shows and he's doing media and all this other stuff, It's it looks like he's distracted. But Cody lives and breathes pro wrestling. Like, he knows more about it than anyone. And you yeah. know what? It, it You hear Cody talk. And you kind of know that is true. He Completely. he absorbs everything. Cody, you follow him on socials and stuff. His his winding down and and a night in with like himself is like having a drink, a cigar, and just watching old random wrestling. Mm. It's like what we do as fans. So Cody himself is still a fan, and like you hear him talk on commentary and stuff. He mentions everything. He mentions Dragon Gate. He mentions old NWA, like Jim Crockett, all that stuff. Like he yeah. knows everything. So. It is true. I did like that little thing. It's like, hey, just because he's on TV and stuff, he's not distracted. He's taking this seriously. I don't know how seriously you take a match with Shaq, though, but I can't wait. The Big Show's got But he's big. He's so big. But who's bigger? The Big Show. Mm. We go to Hangman Adam Page, who's going one-on-one against Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, Hangman's graphic here says, recently made new friends. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hangman's going up against Cassidy. Again, this was taped last week, so no uh, Mark Quinn here, mm. who's still not here, but Matt Hardy is there. And we didn't get recently, we haven't seen the TH2 entrance, but we got it tonight. Oh, yeah. They're not even in this match, but they're they're now the bounty hunters. For All it takes is $3,700, and they'll do anything you want. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> they're Matt Hardy's bounty hunters. Uh, Cassidy one-on-one against Hangman. Uh, Cassidy eats a boot after jumping off the top rope, sends him to the outside. Hangman hits his Pascata, like crossbody type cross thing to the outside there. Uh, hits a clothesline on him over the barricade. Like just, this is a Stan Hansen clothesline. He's against the barricade and Hangman's just like, ah, fuck you. Clotheslines him over and like into the crowd. Looks great. Uh, the ref is distracted by TH2. Thus, Matt Hardy tries to get involved and throws Hangman's shoulder first into the ring post. This is when the Dark Order come out and they come to the defense here. And the ref decides, you know what, Matt Hardy? You are out of here. Sends him to the back, but TH2 are still there. But so is Silver and Reynolds all ringside. Cassidy works the arm and the shoulder of Hangman. Does this like slingshot arm attack into the ropes. There's then like a all these types of pinning attempts, but Hangman gets up. The rolling elbow to Cassidy, but it's only a two count. Cassidy hits him with like this kick to the head and ends Geary's. Page comes back with a DVD. There's some great back and forth here. Was very impressed with Cassidy. There's a brain buster for a two count. Somehow Cassidy kicked out of that. Cassidy comes back with a flurry of just of all these crazy moves and then a poison Rana spiking Page for a two count. Then a move I wouldn't expect to see from Cassidy. He's been working the arm and the shoulder, so he decides to go into this crazy cross arm breaker type move. I this was actually my favorite part of the match. There there was some awesome flashy stuff, yeah. but this was Cassidy 
going for the pin and he was doing it where he's pressing down on both arms, like really using his weight to try and get the pin. Yeah. And, and Hangman manages to lift the shoulder and lifts one of the arms, but in putting the arm up, Casty just grabbed it and transitioned right into the cross arm breaker. I thought it was such a, like just a clever wrestling move to use mm-hmm. and look great. Uh, I was really impressed. Really impressed. But Hangman somehow slips out of this on commentary. Excalibur's like, yeah, Isaiah Cassidy doesn't usually go for these t- submission type moves that look, he's he's not experienced. He doesn't know what to do with his legs after Hangman's fiddling. He he had it locked in great, but as soon as Hangman's trying to break it. Was, it he was by the, the ropes, I yeah. think, at one point. Yeah. So Aubrey was going, although he wasn't grabbing the rope, Aubrey's going, I think it was Aubrey, is going, no, his his legs under the rope, his arms under the rope. So Casty keeps on positioning. Yeah. And it it's nice to see the actual like technical rules of wrestling rather than the oh I'm grabbing the rope. Just no, you're in the wrong position. Oh fuck. And how a like a wrestler would reposition and stuff. I, I found it I found it quite interesting to watch. He he gets Hangman in position for like this double rope jump destroyer that he we've seen him do before, but Hangman scouts it, stops the destroyer, stops the flip part, and then hits him with the dead eye, a move we haven't seen in quite a while. It's mm. like the reverse inverted pile driver thing. Like you have the guy up for like an Alabama slam and then you drop to your knees and drop yep. him on his head behind you. One of the coolest moves, honestly. And Hangman pins Cassidy in a, a sleeper hit of a match, I thought. Uh, yeah, I loved this match. I thought it was really good. I thought Isaiah Cassidy really, really shone here. Um, he had quite a nice match against Jericho not too long ago, okay. but I think this was a lot better. Uh, Hangman is just a star every time he comes out, um, putting on good matches. Cassidy, I thought, was great here. Um I can definitely see potential in the future for Casty, maybe as a single star. Yeah, I was really impressed with him. Yeah, I, I've always said like uh, Hangman is is one of my favorite wrestlers, top to bottom, character, everything. He's got it going on, and then he comes in with the guy who's a young kid in a tag team that we kind of go. You look at and you go, ah, their outfits, they're kind of like dorky. They've recently turned heel, so maybe there's like some move, room to improve there. This is room to improve. He's he went he he was able he was able to go out there and show everyone that he can do this. It makes me. I'm sorry, Quen, but it makes me not want to see Private Party. Just, I'd, I'd much rather see this guy mix it up with, you know, Jungle Boy, MJF, Sammy, uh, Darby. Yeah, th- those guys in the same class of your young early twenties futures of the company. Yeah, I can totally see as well in a sit down interview ten years time with Casty looking back at old matches and just going, what the fuck was I wearing? Then, you know, when you see The Rock in his Survivor Series debut in the baby blue, I can right. totally see Cassie in an improved look being, what was I wearing? No, I, this reminded me of uh, Jungle Boy versus, is it Cash or Dax? Yes, I mean, yeah, yeah, a few weeks completely. Ago. Yeah, it reminded me of that. Uh, I really enjoyed this match. I think I may have been my favorite match of the night, actually. Uh, I wouldn't disagree with you. Yeah, like... Over both shows as well. NXT didn't really have a match that like was there was the tag match, but it still was just okay. The, the sorry, the, the parking lot no DQ thing was fun. Yeah, but I honestly think I enjoyed this more. This is my kind of wrestling. I yeah. enjoyed this. I also love AEW does this a bunch. People not winning with the same finish every week. Mm-hmm. We just saw Hager win with a, a lariat, which we don't normally see him win with. Hangman, he's finished matches with the Dead Eye before, but. It's normally the buckshot. We see the buckshot. And 
Um, uh, Cody doing the same. He's one with figure, four, figure fours. Ten. He's one with the crossroads, one with all different moves. Um, the Cody cutter. I like it. It makes it feel less scripted when it's, we got to have your finish. And maybe it's because when you've got a paying audience, your paying audience wants to see the finish, right? You're, you're going, you want to see the buckshot lariat. With this being taped, you go, oh, we don't need to worry about giving the crowd what they want. And we can finish a match slightly differently. I love the the dead eye. I think yeah, I think it's a great move. move. When we play in our 2K and stuff, I they don't have the we have a great downloaded hangman and they don't have that move, so they have the dude buster, which mm. is kind of similar. Yeah. The the bastard driver essentially, yeah. it's kind of similar. We didn't mention that uh if you play two, we play 2K19 sometimes on PS4 and we Twitch and stuff, but uh patron friend of the show, B Detroit, who also plays 2K, not only made us bde up next championships that you can download like the bde title and the bde tag titles he then made a bde up next arena that we could download and we were like dude this is crazy it's got like our logos on it It says sponsored by white claws and backwoods and we're like (laughs) over the moon by this he then makes a bde up next clawed out stadium arena in 2k19 that you can all download we got to go get brian to share this link of how people can find it It, yeah he's actually in the twitch room right now saying shout out oh my god this this like i know for us we we talk about random shit on these podcasts and like people begin to kind of know who we are we're your friends we always say we're your friends because you know you know more about us than like our family oh yeah we we way more and the fact that b detroit was like yo i'm gonna make it sponsored by white claws and backwoods i was like bro you know me my heart bro like you know me so well and it looks crazy you can fight in the daytime and night yeah it looked awesome we got a twitch again Uh, i want to uh rechristen b detroit Uh, i i he's in the chat right now so let me know if this is cool I don't. He's no longer B Detroit. Right. He's now B D E Troy. B D E Troy. Troy. B D. Shortened to just Troy. How you doing, Troy? <laughs> but yeah, they're they're awesome. Go check them out. Um, we yeah, should post some pictures of it too. It just looks so funny. He's made it like an actual like pay per view, like with a logo like Claude, like White Claw, yeah. Claude out. It's like sold out WCW. Yeah. But a stadium, like a WrestleMania arena. It's it's our all out. Yeah, it's crazy. It's awesome. So if you ever, we'll play some Twitch video games soon. Troy is in the chat saying fire. <laughs> so I think he's happy with the new name. No, no, he's saying he's, it's fire that we're talking about the arena. Uh, but great stuff. Um, yeah, hang out with us on 2K sometimes. Uh, so back to the show. Paige wins the match, and after the match, it's Matt Hardy who says, uh, like, hey, Hangman, I wanted to give you the world, but you betrayed me. So now I'm going to hurt you, and I'm going to hurt your new friends, the Dark Order. And Matt Hardy just comes out and th- attacks Alan Angels from the back and throws him off the stage through a table and then runs away. Great table spot. Was. Just launching him, going flying through this thing. Poor Alan Angels just got fucking thrown off this stage. Wouldn't it make sense if you just had the Anna Jay injury as part of this angle? You want Matt Hardy to attack Anna Jay? No, but Anna Jay's taken out. Right. So you can right. do something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know. If someone's out for six to eight months and they're in the faction that someone's saying, we're going to take someone out from your faction every week. It, yeah. I don't know. It kind of writes itself. Matt needs... Uh, but a good bump from Alan Angels here. Matt is like the manager type thing. He's got some people in his pocket, but he doesn't have any women's wrestlers yet. So maybe if he had he needs someone... To. you know, he, Maybe Jade could have done it or something. I don't know. Yeah. Who does Matt Hardy... Matt, Lita will join... Uh, <laughs> All Elite Wrestling. Lita, sure. <laughs> uh, so the Dark Order chase off Hardy, but the damage was done. So Hangman versus Hardy with all the big money on the line. The big money match at Revolution. All, all, all While all this was happening, I was just in a gaze of John Silver's arms. They're big. They're so big. They're bigger than his head. I'm trying. I'm trying my best. Yo, but I'm not there. Like, they're giant. You got to ask him what he does, what oh, his yeah. tips are. Because he's always clanging and banging on and stuff. Clearly, he is a little jacked ball of energy. I can't say I'm massively into this match. Um, but I do like Hangman Page a lot. So I think they'll pull off something quite entertaining yeah. at Revolution. I, I think this will surprise me a bit. But yeah. don't really want to see Matt Hardy in the position, but we'll, we'll see. We go to Alex Marvez, who's at a like secret location, some like basement. I don't know, like welding. He's a stalker. He yeah. just stalks Kenny Omega. Kenny is there, dressed like I don't even know what he's dressed like as a welder. He's still wearing his white shirt, jeans, and boots from last week. He's still dressed but now. Like- he's got the welder. <laughs> it's remember when Kane came back and wore the like welding mask over his mask. He's essentially wearing that. Well, we just talked, again, we just talked about PWG best matches, and we talked about his match with Speedball Mike Bailey, where he uses the chainsaw and the goggles and everything. It's very similar. It's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but here. Uh, So Alex Marvez is like, hey, Kenny and Don, like, what are you doing? And there's guys in the back, like, working in some contraption of barbed wire. Mm. And Kenny's hammering away here, and Don says... We're making a Moxley extermination chamber. And then looks at the camera and kind of laughs because elimination Mm. chamber was this week. Kenny is saying that he's going to take all the credit in ending John Moxley. I'm going to make this thing and it's going to be because of me. Everyone's going to remember it was me that did this. So I'm a little confused because Kenny looks ridiculous with this outfit on, but I think he does it on purpose. Um, it's so strange because he seems like he's gone insane. <laughs> is that the story? I, Don has taken brainwashed him so much that Kenny is legal, literally going nuts. I think it's just they're building up how how crazy this match is going to be. Yeah. So this to me is the equivalent of Undertaker building the the casket for um, okay blanking right. Uh, but yeah, Every, anyone Yokozuna yeah. was it maybe? I no. think so. Yeah. That that's what I was getting from this. It's Kenny. Not being scared of the gimmick, but embracing the gimmick and upping the stakes. And yeah, he's losing his mind. He's coming up with something so deadly. I, I imagine he's making similar to that, what do they call it? The web yeah. of barbed wire, but more fucked up. Well, it's going to have exploding, like they mentioned C4 or something. I don't fucking know what they're Landmines. The thing, Undertaker, Undertakers used to build coffins and caskets yeah. so that's like his job essentially was building mm. caskets that's where the name from so would kenny would just be cleaning these barbed wire uh, maybe yeah <laughs> he's not the cleaner anymore <laughs> he's making these things uh i i found this quite fun um just building interest for that match you're going like what is he making yeah it looks ridiculous be? i also i think alex marvez is terrible but i prefer him they're playing up the fact he's terrible now so i kind of like it 
And I like that he just keeps showing up and essentially stalking Kenny Omega. I find it quite a funny running gag that yeah. every week it, he's on the golf course. He's at this welding place. He's at his home. And it's just like, <laughs> Marvez, what are you doing here? It's, I do find it quite funny. It's like Scooby-Doo or something. I don't know. It's like he's so – Kenny is so ridiculous. Kenny's my favorite. And I, I, I he's great. And it's it's getting to the point where it's like, what is wrong with you recently? You're insane. You, you, oh, yeah. I know you're the champ, but it's because you've gone crazy because Don is making you do ridiculous shit or something. But – I love it and I hate it. Him with <laughs> making this device. What are we going to see next week? Is he going to show off some of the stuff he's made? Making more stuff? Moxley going to be like, I saw you making stuff. I like, made some stuff. You know what I'd be making? Like barbed wire proof, flame proof gear. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'd be making. Like an, a onesie. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like Moxley's going to come out like in gear to block his skin. Like you shouldn't. You should be wearing shirts because you don't want your skin. But then, of course, us as fans, we want to see the blood. Yeah. So it's it's a catch-22. Safety versus showmanship. Yeah. <laughs> but Kenny is Weldon. He's Weldon. The Weldon. The welder Kenny Omega. Uh, a recap of the women's tournament, the Eliminator tournament, tournament that all comes down to Revolution. And uh, some of the, the tournament... I know John Cena on Shot in the Dark has kind of covered some of this tournament. But... Um, we you can watch the Japanese side on their their YouTube and then they air like obviously the US side here tonight and uh well we go into a match here for this side of the tournament which is Britt Baker going up against Nyla Rose and Britt Baker's playing this like chicken shit heel where she doesn't really want to wrestle she gets body slammed like twice in the beginning of the match and then just walks out but then decides okay okay I'm coming back in Goes back into the ring and uh, with a distraction gets some offense here with like a, her signature hangman neck breaker on Nyla. She goes to get the glove to put it on for the lock job but walks right into a choke slam. Reba, don't call her Reba, sorry, Rebel, gets into the ring. And I know I've said this, I feel like a broken record now. The ref is just cool with this. <laughs> just looks at her. And then looks way back at the match. It's like, no, your job is to make sure she's not in yeah. the ring, actually. And I've said this multiple times. Oh, it's just Rebel. It's okay. Goes, it's the okay. Ref, the ref goes, who's this? Ah, it's, ah, it's Rebel. It's she causes no threat. Yeah. Uh, so there's Re- Nyla who dumps her out of the ring. And then there's like inside cradles. There's a super kick from Baker and eventually tries to go for this lockjaw. It looks like she's got it in, but not quite the mandible claw part, but the submission type, type hold of it. And so yeah, Ny- Nyla bounced off the exposed turnbuckle right okay right? got you so yeah. like weakening her and being open for the lockjaw but it's not enough she eventually breaks the hold hits the beast bomb the sit out power bomb batista bomb but baker kicks out nyla a little frustrated but tends to keep her cool here picks up baker again hits her with a second beast bomb and it's over rose beats baker uh, I, I thought this was a pretty good match. I think the women's division's definitely moving in the right direction. I think this tournament's been really good for it. Um, Britt Baker put up a fight. This was actually a lot more physical than I thought it was going to be. I thought it would be a lot more of Britt trying to run away, a lot more of Reba involvement. Sure, we had it, but it didn't take away from the match, and I thought they actually worked quite well together. And yeah, it taking two of these beast bombs to beat Brit, which so Brit still looks pretty good coming out of this. Uh, yeah, I, I thought this was a pretty fun competitive match. Yeah, I didn't like the 
the like there's it feels like every match tonight had people on the outside and like interference and it's kind of getting overplayed here and, I, I don't think yeah. Reba's great either uh, yeah she, she comes like in this. she looks a bit lost and then even when she's taken out she's not really selling she's just like lying there I, I've talked about how I, I like Reba and I like Rebel and this character with Britt Baker but I think it's it's it didn't work for me here tonight. I didn't really like this. It was when she started walking out and then like, they're always like flustered and she's acting Britt Baker's character. She always acts like such a badass bitch, mm. right? That's what she's the role model. But I just, I think tonight I'm just like, I got over it. I'm mm. done with it. I think, um, I, I was just really annoyed watching this match. I was like, it's, it's definitely when Reba's just in the ring and the ref is just like, that's cool. That's fine. It's like, well, we'll no, like we, there's rules to this and we watch mm. it and follow it and, it seems like they don't apply when this person's wrestling. Mm. So it's weird because every week I'm talking about this. I was quite surprised to see Britt lose. Yeah. Because I thought she'd be the one to be taking the title yeah. from Sheeta. That's true. Um, so we're getting, what is it? Thunder Rosa versus Riho in the other side. That's on Sunday on Bleacher Report. Oh, yeah. Um, weird. And then is it the winner facing Nyla or do we have another ro- round? Oh, it's oh that that will be the semi. Okay. So probably Rio versus Nyla, I imagine, on the US side, um, and then we'll see who our women, our Japanese women. Not, I I don't mind Nyla. I, she she's grown on me, and I think she's improved as well going I, forward. She's been having good good consistently good matches for a while. Yeah, now, that's I think. what I mean. Yeah. Um, and I think if it is her versus Rio, uh, we've seen it before, but they've had great chemistry in the past, and I th- I feel. Nyla has definitely improved since they last fought. So that could be good. And Thunder Rosa, uh, Nyla feels fresh as well. So I, I'm happy with either of those options. We go to... No Vicky. Oh. No. oh sorry, oh, I yeah. was just thinking. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't know if that's dropped cold or just Vicky wasn't available or oh, what. No but, Vicky. Mm. Man, I miss her theme song. <laughs> the remix of Excuse Is that it? I think that's it though, right? That- <laughs> I don't miss much else. <laughs> Is this video of Griff Garrison like doing the like Harlem Shake, but to that to Vicky's theme? <laughs> it's like this five ten second clip. It's so funny. Um, FTR and Jurassic Express, a video package highlighting their match next week. It's going to be all of Jurassic Express, all three members against all three members of FTR. And I know what you're thinking. Wait, what? Yes, Tully is going to be wrestling. They mentioned that. FTR cut off the horns of the dinosaur, but he's got a new mask and he's like, I'm back. You can't cut, you can't stop the beast. And then FTR took it to such lows by cutting the horns off and kidnapping Marco's stunt. And then they're like, yeah, what, 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 what kind of stuff is that? that you, you say top guy shit? Well, you kidnap people. That's not really top guy shit. I love how Marco's like, hey, look, I'm the weak link here. I'm fucking tiny. I'm not very good. And you keep picking on me. That's not really a top guy move. Yeah. He's, he's like, hey, like, stop this stupid shit here. Uh, so Tully will be there. They say, look, we... We didn't even know Tully. Before we even met him, we knew he was one of the best. We we studied him. We appreciated him. And when we made it here, we get to team with him. It's a dream come true. But they say he hasn't he hasn't wrestled since 1989. I don't know if that... Is that right? It's completely not right. Yeah. His last match was 07. Yeah. And yeah, yeah like sporadic, like from, the, from 05 to 07, but wrestling consistently up until 1999. So... Yeah. Um, Interesting. It's 89 since he last wrestled for the WWF. 
Okay. So I think they're they're not counting indies. They're they're kind of WWEing it a bit, <laughs> aren't they? Wrestling is a carny trade. Okay, yeah. once a carny, always a carny. That's what this world is. Didn't want to mention that he wrestled for NWA Legends Fan Fest. Who did he fight? Um, it was Dustin Rhodes. Hey, it was his last match? Whoa, that's pretty cool. Yeah, we're both here. Uh, we go to an announcement for Revolution. A match has been added to this. You know what I love? Tag Team Battle Royals. Oh, yeah. We're getting another We're getting one. another. A casino tag team battle royal. They just say, oh, wait, they said casino. Yeah. But it's not at all in or double or nothing. It's just Revolution. No, I think Casino Battle Royal is the staggered entrances. It's okay. like the teams are three and then you have the wild card with the okay. 21st. Gotcha. I think that's what it is i don't see 21 teams so seven of the top tag teams here will fight and the winners get a tag title shot right in the future but that's at the pay-per-view mm-hmm. i wonder if that'll be on like the pre-show or something i feel it could be pre-show yeah uh but like dark order all your tag teams are, are yeah nice. it gets everyone on the show i yeah. quite enjoyed the the tag battle royal they did recently so I, i'm okay with this main event time ray phoenix lance archer the winner added to the ladder match at Revolution. Oh, wait, isn't Ray... Ray Phoenix is not in this ladder match at Revolution? And he he has to... No, this is to qualify. Yeah, which is... You're right. You look at these two guys, you're like, maybe you should just both be in this match. Yeah. (laughs) How did Scorpio Sky get... Yeah, what the fuck? Who hasn't been on Dynamite. hasn't been on Dynamite. Cody hasn't really done shit. Why is he in this match? I mean, Cody's Cody. I will, like, give a pass there. But Scorpio Sky, I guess he's got a great record on Dark... But for some reason, yeah, Penta, uh, sorry, Phoenix and Archer have to qualify. So, <laughs> Phoenix versus Archer. There's some crazy moves from Phoenix. Of course, instantly, there's crazy Huracan Ranas and like a Tope Suicida just flying at Archer here. Uh, Archer gets thrown into the post at one point. Or is it, sorry, is it Archer that throws Phoenix into the post on the outside? Uh, Ray Phoenix gets clotheslined like inside out on the apron. Does like a full rotation there. Looks crazy. Archer on the outside does a running cannonball into the guardrail, squashing Phoenix here. Um, and then in the ring, he's just fucking Ray up with all these moves. He does, um, he, he goes for his old school, but it's stopped. And Ray Phoenix does like a springboard diving foot stomp to Archer. Archer does finally hit the old school moonsault off like the, the top rope in the middle there, off the rope. There's then Phoenix who comes back with the tight rope running Penalty kick to the face, then a flying roll through cutter there for a two count. Uh, JR with the call that wrestling Ray Phoenix is like wrestling a slinky because he's always flying all over the hmm. place and ev- going everywhere. Ray Phoenix and Archer are fighting on the top rope, and it's Phoenix who hits him with an avalanche. Spanish fly looks insane, but it's only a two count. Both men are up. Phoenix runs the ropes. Archer runs at him with the pounce, period. And then a buckle bomb, a choke slam, but it's only a two count. Ray Phoenix tries to fight back, but he's caught. Archer hits him with the black out. And Lance Archer beats Ray Phoenix and advances to this ladder match at Revolution. Really fun match, I thought. Um, Archer, I wasn't convinced when he turned babyface it seemed a bit of a weird move but he's actually improved for me since doing that i think he's been having some really fun matches in these main events recently um and phoenix just such a great guy to kind of go with because archer's obviously a big guy it's that david goliath story but 
Archer can kind of fly as well if he needs to. So having the best flyer in the world to go against, I thought was a lot of fun. I loved the moment where Ray leapt over Jake Roberts' back. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought that looked crazy. Um, huge blackout at the end. Phoenix got so high with that. Um, and then I, I liked the, the kind of fist bump at the end, the sign of respect. So uh, I, I quite enjoyed this main event. Yeah, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Ray Phoenix is someone who just goes out there and puts on incredible matchups. Like, he's, he's so... In, insane with the the fluid movements of his double rope jumping and Hurricane Ron is like he's so fun to watch. He's one of the highlights of of this show. Uh, I, I say like I've been saying the Lucha Brothers just in general. Both of those guys have just been. St- I'm missing Penta now because I still feel like there's some story to be told with him and Ray Phoenix, but uh, him not being in this ladder match seems kind of weird. Yeah. Do Do you think he's gonna have something? On the he should, page. Be, added he should be on something. He should right? just be added to this match. Yeah, yeah, if not this, like find a singles thing for him to do. Um, yeah, him, Sammy Guevara. Why not? Just don't need a reason. Just that'll be a good match, and neither guy are doing anything. I'm seeing. I'm seeing this for next week. And some match announcements, and I don't know. Is this right? It says ten versus Max Caster. Yes, and the winner of that's in the ladder match. Yeah. So one of those guys over Ray Phoenix. Which is weird because you would assume the acclaimed would be in the tag, tag match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they must have something planned with Phoenix. Okay, maybe um, both of those guys get taken out or something. That just seems weird. I don't know. I see. Maybe they have another singles match in mind for Ray, or um, maybe Penta wins, and it's a way to kind of drive the two apart a bit, perhaps. I I. I personally want to see the lucha brothers go their separate ways you do because okay. i think penta is a great heel and i think ray's a great baby face mm-hmm. and i think we've got 74 tag teams in AEW. i would prefer them in the singles match permanently I, I, I want like a blood feud between them yeah again here completely. i know they, they've done it before i believe so and and they've had that match here mm. where they were still not against each other but they were like phoenix Phoenix's mask was getting ripped up by Penta and stuff. It's like, I wanted that again. Yeah. I love Ray Phoenix. Archer, like, he holds his own to me. He's still, like, like a mid-card kind of guy for me. I'm, I'm not super sold on him, especially with that promo earlier in the night. Yeah, that but wasn't The good. match was really good. Both mm. of the guys killed it here. But for me, yeah, Ray Phoenix is, like, just fantastic. Yeah, wait and see. Maybe next week they'll, they'll put him into something. But it is a bit head-scratching. But overall, I pretty much... I enjoyed this show i thought there was some great just wrestling on there um all the matches hit for me actually yeah no i i thought tonight was an all right episode of aw i liked the main event and i liked the cassidy hanging yeah. match that was probably the highlight for me as well uh, actually the highlight for me over the wrestling was the sting darby allen segment where he's darby's flying in there with the sting entrance i thought that was super <laughs> just lit this is great. Yeah. I just love Sting. This is, remember all these times I kept saying Sting's going to show up to AEW? It's because I wanted to see shit like that. <laughs> Not him just coming out and pointing a bat. I want him to come out, point a bat, and Darby flies in. Yeah. That's what I wanted to see, and I finally got to see that. And Sting beating up Cage. That was great. That was it was my, a good episode, yeah. absolutely. That was yeah. my highlight of Monday Night Wrestling. Uh, sorry, Wednesday Wednesday. night. Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Wednesdays are for the boys. Uh, so that was AEW Dynamite from February 24th. Uh, overall, did you like AEW or NXT more? 
AEW 100% this yeah. week. Yeah, um, I, I agree. No question. Yeah, I agree. They have this crazy stipulation of the, the barbed wire. You had Moxley explain himself, basically saying you have to kill me or possible retirement or leaving for a little while if he loses. Uh, you had all the like pay-per-view matches kind of getting pushed, but more, more importantly, like you had actual like wrestling matches that kind of delivered for me. So that's what I liked. It's interesting. Cause I, I, I shit on Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano opening the show of NXT mm. because it was all like people ringside and, and involvement and hanky panky, as I call it shenanigans. But AEW does it just as much, if not more like, just maybe they do it properly where it's like they actually just let the guys still wrestle the matches because yeah. Hangman and Cassidy had all the outside people and all that stuff but the match was way better than than before the other show so I, I liked AEW over this week as well I said I don't mind some like nonsense in wrestling I don't mind some comedy but at the end of the show I need to know I've seen some serious storytelling and serious wrestling and i need that to be the predominant factor of the show right and then you can sprinkle in a bit of comedy for entertainment but the the overall thing needs to be i'm not watching a comedy show i don't go to my friends oh yeah i watch this great comedy on wednesdays called nxt you know i'm, I'm watching a wrestling show and i want that um it's true it's true oh yeah i'm, I'm watching i'm re-watching the office i've been watching superstore that's been good and yeah there's this really underrated comedy it's two hours long on a wednesday called nxt like no it's not a comedy it's a wrestling show and you can have comedy in it just like you can have comedy in a serious drama right you can have a laugh moment doesn't make it a comedy yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's it's true uh, i just I, there's there's lines when comedy mixes with wrestling and lately sometimes they feel like nxt needs to have that where it feels like your wwe products that i don't enjoy watching anymore so i i i know we're we're nxt and stuff and we'll still talk about it and love it i just think AEW goes for more people maybe more so people our age maybe the demographic i'm not sure what it is that they're they're it's, aiming for it's written by people who've had the same frustrations with wrestling we have had for the yeah. last 25 years i think so it's like wrestling they, they, they say it's wrestling made by wrestling fans mm. like they they enjoy wrestling they they miss what wrestling kind of used to be like for me wrestling is about yeah i beat up your fucking dad and then you chase us and we get in the car and we drive off sticking out the bird like <laughs> that to me is fucking wrestling now i want to see you guys fight because you you did that dastardly thing whereas in wwe it's like well this guy's kidnapping me and now he's got stockholm syndrome and i'm and now i i think he's it's, it's just like well wait like why can't we just go back to the simple times like if it ain't broke don't fix it it's yeah like, it's not that hard to get me invested in a match you beat up a guy's dad <laughs> and that's it that's all you need to do okay let's go to the phone lines uh we do open the phone lines for our patrons every thursday for bd elite yeah um, uh, any patrons who listen and, and want to tune in stuff thursday is 1 p.m we do this show and around like 2 30 ish we'll be taking calls every thursday and it's not just AEW topics but any topics and anything you want to talk about news and wrestling and stuff so uh patrons feel free to join in on the the fun on thursdays yeah, so I'd like to start with Jake from the Windy City. If you'd like to unmute yourself, Jake, and uh, what would you like to talk about today? Oh, boy. Um, hey, guys. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I got to say, uh, with Dynamite last night, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. The broadcast team hyped the match, uh, um, you know, with the build to with, with Shaq and uh, Shaq and Jade Cargill and, and Cody and Red Velvet. You know, the broadcast team hyped the, uh, the match and there was like a video package. But, you know, uh, what I noticed last night was like it wasn't really enough. 
but I, it just wasn't a problem with last night's show. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, overall it was, a, you know, overall I, I liked, uh, I liked how everything flowed uh, last night, but uh, leading up to that one, uh, I don't know if they really told a good story um, when trying to building it, when trying to build it up and, you know, Shaq combined with the, combined with the AEW debut of Paul White's uh, should pop a, a good rating uh, for next week. Uh, but we can only wonder what type of number, what type of number AEW could have ge- uh, generated if they had done like a better job of building uh, to that, to that kind of spectacle match. Um, I thought Nile and, and you know, I got, I got to give it to, to my, uh, on the other hand, I got to give it to Moxley for a very good uh, quick showcase win, um, when uh, just like, just, um, just having that attitude and what that kind of offense uh, uh, offense and just like, uh, building up his frustrations and and his emotions um, going into the exploding bar- barbed wire match for a revolution. So overall, I'm really excited to uh, I'm really excited for the pay per view and uh, yeah, just uh, it's 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 gonna be interesting how it's gonna look like. Um, on the other side of things, like uh, with the ending of NXT last night, uh, I don't think I have ever cried more or like like well loved with tears. Uh, I think ever since like the Shield breakup, because <laughs> I was like that I was like the, the biggest that was like the most emotional shit I ever seen in my life. <laughs> Didn't we say Bruh. it on Valent on Vengeance Day? It's like I'm pretty sure one of us said that like yeah like we I I feel worse than some certain relationships I've <laughs> gone out of. It's like the undisputed era were my boys and they broke up and it's sad. I think one of our listeners said poor it, Roddy too. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. It's like watching these guys fight and it's like come on just. Why can't we all be friends? I think someone, one of our listeners said he would, he, he, it hurt more than his divorce. Wow. So like, yeah, it, it gets wow. you. And that's, that's good. Like when the shield broke up. Yeah. You're like, ah, it hurts, but it's a good hurt. Yeah. I, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. The thing is, is that you never trust. I, I now understand that never trust somebody who used to be a member of the bullet club. True. Yeah. Very true. Facts. Very yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's so funny. So yeah. Uh, it, it's a great day. Like, you know, finally the snow's melting here in, here in the windy city. So thank goodness for that. So, Sister and I, and city. I, yeah, for real, right. Sister city. So really happy about that. Uh, yeah. Thank goodness. No yeah. So, I mean, right, we didn't really talk about, you brought up the kind of lack of in, of the Shaq story this week. Sure. We had the video, but did you think it needed maybe a Cody promo or something? Yeah, true. at a least like one more statement. Yeah, at least one more statement from from Cody or if, like Shaq wants to do like one more statement from them. But uh, yeah, I, I just don't know. Like if they yeah, they, they, they probably dropped the ball on that end, in my opinion. I, feel, so. I honestly think they halfway through this went, oh, I don't want to do this anymore, but we have to now. So to be honest, I mean, they probably only had Shaq for a, a certain amount of date. So if you're not going to have him on the show, I don't know what a, a Cody promo is going to do because you go and once again okay he's calling him out but where is he unfortunately that this match isn't really for us we're, we're all going to watch dynamite next week whether this match is happening or not yeah um from a promotional point of view they need to be advertising this every single day on tnt <laughs> they they need people to know that Shaq is wrestling and people that aren't us three right because we're going to sure. watch the show whether he's on it or not. You want to get it's trying your... to expand to the to the more mainstream audience. Yeah, you want to so get your mainstream right. fans. You want to get your NBA fans and all that. And it it doesn't matter if they watch wrestling or not or care for the story. All they need to know is Shaq is on TV. So that's what they need to do this week. Gear I mean, into next Wednesday is just 
hit everyone over the head. Hey, Shaq's wrestling. Yeah. Shaq's wrestling. Shaq's wrestling. Shaq's wrestling. You don't. Need I mean, to know they could do. Else. Yeah, I mean, they could do a swerve. Uh, maybe, maybe next week and have like you know, Big Show as the surprise. If if Cody, if Cody's still dealing with that injury, like you know, maybe they can do. Uh, maybe they can do something like a a little face off that that Vince and uh, well, back then we used to have that uh, that in that that little face-off between Shaq and, and Big Show, and they were tr- trying to make that match, but uh, they, they can probably do something that Vince McMahon tried to do and then but didn't, so. No, so you're it was saying, Vince McMahon who didn't want to do it. Or didn't, didn't yeah. want to do it, yeah. So what you're saying is a feud that could have started with Cody versus Shaq, then moved to Cody and Brandy versus Shaq and Jade, then changed <laughs> to Cody and Red Velvet versus Shaq and Jade, and it's going to end up, the Big Show and Red Velvet versus Shaq and Jay. It's a huge cluster. Why not? Are you kidding me? Why not? I, I want. I just want. I want Shaq and Cody to have whatever match and whatever happens. But I want Big Show to be like out there. Like you mentioned, David, that you maybe he should be on commentary. I think that's perfect. And then you just do a stare down. Regardless, I think Jade and Shaq should probably win. I guess because they get Jade over. Like Jade should mm-hmm. pin. Velvet. Jade needs to win. The yeah, match, pin, Jade, Jade yeah. will pin Velvet, and then like you can have some sort of stare down, and that's when I'd bring out Big Show. One hundred percent. Because wrestling fans who are like yeah. and just one more thing, like, oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, I, I think that I think that all these fans that like your friends who maybe used to watch wrestling or maybe not, but everyone kind of knows who Shaq is and everyone kind of knows who Big Show is. Mm. Instantly, you go, True. "Whoa, Big Show and Shaq stare down." Like, yeah, that's kind of big. So yeah, yeah. Uh, just yeah, one more thing else? here before. Yeah, just one more thing here before I, I go here because I know we have uh, some other stuff. Um, yeah, I, I guess um, I, I know. Uh, I remember David. That's a uh, used to. Uh, you were looking for some uh, some book recommendations. You've been starting to like. Uh, you're starting uh, for uh, reading some audio books. Uh, like the, I think you read Jr.'s uh, book, right? Yep. Listened to. Yeah, listen. Oh, listen. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, well, I I do have a couple of uh, a couple of them. If you want to look for more some uh, yeah, some, sure. uh, some more recommendations, um, I I definitely uh, recommend um, uh, Chris Charlton's book uh, Eggshells, which is like mm-hmm. the history of, of wrestling course. in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. Uh, because I I listen to the audio book as well as the uh, as the physical book as well, reading alongside and and uh, you know uh, the I the one who narrated uh, the book. Our good friend Dan the Mouth Lavransky. Nice. Oh, he's an, yeah, he is an amazing narrator and his voice is so soothing. So it's <laughs> like, wow, I never thought that, you know, Mouth would be such a such a inarticulate and soothing uh, um narrator. Who would have thought? Nice. Yeah, yeah so I definitely uh, recommend that one. <laughs> thank you, Jake. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Jake, for uh calling in and uh well, not only listening and stuff, but being a, a patron and stuff. And I know Jake, we have uh one of your up yours in the near future, and I know your pick. Do you want to tell people what your pick is? Sure. Uh, I mean, I, I I don't know if we have uh, decided on a date yet, but uh, I would yet. like to. In- oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Just Wait, go for it. Uh, yeah, I would like to reveal that. Um, you know, they. You know, John and Way and W H Park reviewed this many many years ago, and this was my introduction to Japanese wrestling. So m- my pick for up yours will be the nineteen ninety four. New Japan Pro Wrestling Super J Cup, which featured Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, probably like their first ever like um, exposure uh, exposure to them uh, as far as like a nationwide le- in an international mm-hmm. level. And it's so such great junior heavyweights. Not only that, Hayabusa and Jushin Thunder Liger, 
and and all the boys, uh, especially that, and, uh, yeah. and obviously great Sasuke as well. So I am I am so looking forward to you guys. Uh, hopefully, uh, enjoying this and just uh, watching the matches, and we can all review them. So uh, really looking forward to this. Yeah, man. Thank you, dude. Me We're, too. A lot um, of matches I've never seen. Oh, so this I, show I'm is really, really looking forward to this one. This show is really famous. The, the card you the the night you picked is super famous, if I'm not mistaken. Everyone kind of goes back and looks at this as like some of the 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 stuff that like you mentioned. This kind of got your attention into Japanese wrestling. I would say the same thing. When I started working with John Pollock, I asked him, I'm like, hey, I'm starting getting into this Japanese wrestling stuff. Is there anything you recommend going back and watching? And this is the exact card that John nice. Pollock told awesome. me to, to go back and watch. And this was years ago. So uh, yeah, I can't wait to do that down the line. We'll let you know, Jake. We'll, we'll be scheduling you for an up yours down the line. But thanks for calling in and we appreciate chatting with you. Thanks, man. man. It's a great pleasure, man. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week. So see, uh, catch you down the road, guys. Thanks. See you, dude. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Is there anyone else who's calling in here today? Uh, that's it. That's it today. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, thank you for listening, guys, and supporting us here at Up Next. And BD Elite. Uh, Wednesday nights up next. Thursdays, D- BD Elite. Tuesdays, Deep Impact. We do all the shows. Shot in the Dark, where we're, we'll have to be start. Call- Is he going to change the name to Elevation in the Dark? Because <laughs> that's the second show, right? There's there's not only a second Dark show, there's a second TNT show coming. That's four the shows. Shot in an elevator. I don't know. Whoa, that's <laughs> shot in an elevator. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a reach but yeah uh so many shows and it looks like aw and tnt have something in the works there so that's four shows in total not including like some of the other youtube stuff i know the other one will be on youtube but very interesting that they're they're pushing all these other shows lots of wrestling so much wrestling so uh, listen to us talk about it we mentioned uh the patreon shows as well but we will be doing a watch along and post show for aew revolution next sunday so not this weekend but next weekend come hang out and watch the exploding barbed wire death match as well and uh look for our best death match ever coming out as well before that that pay-per-view goes uh next weekend so i'm excited all the podcasts but do us a favor go on the socials at up next podcast twitter instagram give us a follow give us all the likes help us out and follow along with all the stuff we've been toast posting including all the shows and updates and thoughts and stuff like that so thank you guys for listening i appreciate you guys listening and supporting and we'll be back in your ears very very soon so take care goodbye be safe and it seems that that's a hell of a way to go out ahoy whether it's kroger simple truth turkey or mac and cheese with murray's english cheddar or pie made with fresh, cosmic, crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.